You're listening to Be In Demand, the podcast for honest advice, inspiring stories, and ideas for growing your business by leveraging the expert that you are. I'm your host, Loria Mirabito, business mentor, and I'm also a reformed, painfully shy girl, red wine lover, and exercise enthusiast. Join me as I share how being positioned as the expert in your industry, even if it's a busy one, will help you stand out and be the one in demand to hire and work with. Well, welcome back, all my Be In Demand listeners. I have today Jeremy DeMerchant, and he, you've if you've been following me and listening to my podcast for any time, you've probably already heard another episode that he has been on. So he's returning, but today's going to be returning and we're going to be talking about the work that we've done together because he's been a student of mine, a client of mine. And, uh, well, I, I have to say like, like you're not going away. <laughs> You're stuck with me. Yeah, you're. Yeah, we're stuck together, so to speak. <laughs> um, but I've really enjoyed working with him. But I just wanted to bring him on because he's got a very different journey um, and reasons why he's using speaking. And we're even going to talk about some of the other effects and um, products and ideas that come that can stem from speaking. So, Jeremy, thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So let's just start off with, you know, where were you before we started working together? So before we started working together, um, I'll, I'll back up even even further. Um, before I started my business, uh, I knew that I needed to get better at public speaking. And uh, I'll back way up and say, I don't know, 2011, I think, I saw Tony Robbins speak in this uh, Halifax Metro Center in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And at one point he had the entire audience up on their feet, jumping in unison. And if you've never had the opportunity to experience it, I will tell you it is the most electrifying moment you will ever experience. And while I was experiencing it, hoping that the place wasn't going to fall apart because there was a pile of people there, um, like the energy was, was so intense. And I realized that if I wanted to be able to, to make an impact... I needed to be able to communicate mm. and to get, I think there was something like 1500 people in that building to get 1500 people to create such a, such a level of united energy was so powerful. And I instantly ran out and started looking for Toastmasters. I had heard that, that, you know, would help with your confidence. And I was terrified. I had never spoken to uh, a group that wasn't my own sales team at that mm. point. And so I was building the confidence, but I didn't have the structure. Yeah. And I knew, I, you know, I, I could move people one-on-one. -on -one. I could have that emotional shift. But when I got in front of 10 or 12 or 30 or, well, the higher numbers terrified me at the time, um, I got really shy and my speaking went from this to this and nobody could hear me. <laughs> I was so shy. Like my, my voice just shrunk. Wow. And so, uh, you know, Toastmasters helped build my confidence, but being able to give a seven minute speech versus being able to give a 45 minute keynote or run a 60 minute webinar or run a three hour workshop are completely different beasts. Yeah, they are. And I, and I had no idea how to do any of those before I met you. Yeah. And I get that question a lot, you know, when people are considering hiring me or joining one of my programs, it's like, well, yeah, I'll just do Toastmasters, but it's really easy to hide in Toastmasters too, because it's a club. Mm -hmm. 
And you have to, I mean, you got to have the courage to sign up to give a speech. Mm-hmm. And then when you are speaking, you know, um, you are, you do have to follow their structure because that's how they're, I don't want to say grading you, but you know, you do have an evaluator. So they're evaluating you on the Toastmaster structure, which can be very different in actually not that it can be, it is very different in the real world. Would, would you agree with that? Totally. And, and to be clear, like I'm, I've been the president of a Toastmasters club every year since I joined, I've been, uh, you know, area director, division director. Like I love Toastmasters. I eat, sleep and breathe Toastmasters. Um, but I'm also very aware of the limitations of it. It's great for building that confidence. Like I mentioned, it's great if you are the wallflower and you want to pull yourself into the crowd. But once you've got that confidence in the structure, as far as giving a seven minute speech and understanding the value of people, you know, having your authority built and things like that, then you need a little bit more to shift people's thinking to realize, Hey, one, he's got enough influence that I want to listen to him and two him or her, I guess, um, two, how do I deliver enough value that's actionable content? So in Toastmasters, we'll say, look, have a call to action at the end. And that's great. But if somebody pays you $5,000 to give a speech, you want more than a call to action at the end. Right. You have to, I mean, like, like we're talking, now we're diving into like, it's the meeting planner's job to make sure that you move the audience, that the audience is going to take some sort of action. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's something that happens after you speak. Yeah. 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 Exactly. There's then in in the process, there's this emotional shift for the audience. But then, like, does it end after the speech is done? Like, is that where the impact stops? Because if it does, well, you need Lorianne. <laughs> um, that's, you know, but it, and if it doesn't, then you've got a business opportunity. Right. And th- that's what, you know, like, th- that's one of the things that I emphasize with my, with my clients is like, we want to make sure that, um, that we convert the audience. Cause a lot of times I, I, I'll have people who, you know, do sales calls with me. I'm like, oh, well, I've spoken before. I like, I don't need you. And I'm just like, I always ask like, so can like, how much of the audience do you convert? Oh, None. Oh, okay. I guess that's yeah. working. You know, that's right? well, why we need to work together. Right, exactly. And so when I like when I first started, I was all gung ho, you know what? I'm starting my sales consulting business. I'm gonna help people sell more. Um, and I built up some confidence through Toastmasters and I booked a speaking engagement at a local real estate brokerage. And the guy said, you know, we want someone to come come on and talk about sales through social media. I was like, great, I can do that. And I was the guy that said yes to everything and then figured out how after. He says, great, how much is it going to cost me? And being a little bit business savvy, I said, you know what? If you let me pitch, I'll do it for free. I had the I had 60% of the real estate office in this room. Yeah. And I had committed to two hours. And I went in and I ended up going over. I was, I got to give more value. The more, you know, the more value, more impact was the formula in my head. And this was before mm-hmm. you and I worked together. And I went on for about three hours. I overshot my time by an hour. Wow. I made an offer at the end. You know who bought? The only person who left after an hour because she had things to do. She came back and said, hey, I don't know what you offered, but I think I want to buy it. Because in that first hour, she had enough value to decide that she wanted to work with me. By hour three, I had burned everybody out and Mm -hmm. they weren't interested. (laughs) 
So I think I made, I don't know, 1500 bucks that day, but it could have been thousands of dollars if I had realized the right system for speaking and converting an audience. Yeah. Yeah. And and we worked on your clothes later on, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> what was what happened then? Well, we there was a couple of things because one talk, which is still the most powerful one that I have right now, um, I I got up and actually started giving it a, a few places for free again. You know, let me pitch and mm-hmm. I'll do it for free. And the first time I did it, and I'll be honest, there was a time like. <sighs> If you're watching this and you want to go at it alone, like be my guest, but I will tell you this, there was one time that I was literally booed off a stage because I wasn't making an impact and it, and it scared me off of stages for over a year. And then I worked with Lorianne. We worked out a talk because I had an opportunity. I moved to a new city and that was, it was this huge traumatic thing for me. Like, and you hear getting booed. No, literally, I had somebody say, if you're not going to do this and this, you might as well get off the stage. Like, that's how bad it was. And there was many reasons for it. Um, but ultimately, I wasn't delivering what they wanted. And so after working with Ann and we had the system structured, I had 10 minutes to give a talk. Yeah. And it went so well that it turned into a $15,000 client. That's, I love hearing that. And and it was just having a system that like having it. So the message landed and then having a, a conversion point at the yeah. end where you implement the strategies that make the magic happen. So I'm you, you're using this particular presentation over and over again, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing that always surprises people. They're like, really? I only need one talk. And I'm like, yeah, because you get really good at giving that one talk. And and, and it's, I, I was even invited to speak to Toastmasters. <laughs> so I tweaked the talk. So the talk is three steps to avoid getting ghosted by your prospects. The Toastmasters version is three steps to getting to, to avoid getting ghosted by your club guests. It's the same content. I changed yeah. some slides. In fact, they even translated it with to for me because their audience was bilingual. So there's a French, French and English slides going up as I'm speaking, but it's the exact same stuff. And it, it, it's phenomenal. Like people, the, the same Toastmasters group has asked me to come back year after year, giving the same talk, even though they recorded each time. Mm-hmm. They see there's something beautiful. People want to hear it over and over again. And, it doesn't bother them. It's like seeing a movie that you absolutely love. You know what the ending is, but you want to like experience the movie again. And it's the same thing with delivering the same talk. One, you're not always going to be speaking to the exact same people that are in that audience. You could actually be called back, like you're saying, to these Toastmasters and you're delivering the same speech. And there's people there that have heard you speak before, but they love to hear it again. It's also a great reminder. Oh, exactly. If you can reinforce those messages, mm-hmm. then one, they're remembering the first time they heard it from you. So it's, re- it's rebuilding that authority. They're like, oh, right. I heard from him a couple of years ago and I didn't implement what he said. Oh man, I should pay attention this time. That's right. right. So that repetition is so vital. Right, right. And you're a different person every time that, you know, one that you're delivering it, but also 
the person that's showing up and hearing it again, they're just a different person, like how, wherever they are on their journey in life. Um, there was something else that we were talking about beforehand about what you're doing with one of your, how you are taking one of your talks and turning it into a book. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And in fact, this morning I was having a planning session with, uh, with my executive assistant and I said, you know what, we, I've been talking about a book for years and I actually went back into my Google drive and found a document already built out and a chunk of it was just the key bullet points from my three steps to avoid getting ghosted talk. And I went, Oh, it makes total sense for a book. And you know what? We're going to make the book and we're going to make it a course at the same time. There you go. It's the same content. Right. right. So if you want to read it, you want to watch the videos, whatever you want to do, you want to pay 20 bucks for the physical book. You want to pay 2,500 bucks for the course, whatever works for you, you know? Um, and it's all available. And the beautiful thing is that as long as the book and the course go a little deeper than your 10 minute or 45 minute talk mm-hmm. or create a, you know, there's a little bit more then it doesn't matter that there's repetition. Like if, if anyone's ever listened to Tony Robbins, I promise mm-hmm. you, you've heard the same quote more than once. Yes. If you listen to any of Jim Rohn stuff, everyone knows Jim Rohn says you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. He didn't only ever say that once. Right, right. right. Repetition. And it's it's like delivering your signature speech over and over again. Yeah. But, you know, like, and I've written a couple of books and... I did it the other way. I wrote the book and then started speaking on the book because the book became like, like my greatest, you know, business card essentially. And you, along with some other clients that I have, have just like, here's a speech that I've given. It's doing really well. Let's turn this into a book because then your audience can buy the book. Mm-hmm. on their way out yep. or if they're hearing you virtually or on some high-end mastermind, they'll guarantee they're going to go to Amazon and they'll buy your book. And, you know, like now it's just like, you know, to just like I always say, speaking is the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. And that can be in the form of a book. And then just like you said, like you're going to create a course. Yeah. And, and I even experienced the other side of it as well, where I do actually have a book but I wouldn't consider it you know, the book, right? It's a co-authored book that I did, but having that bestseller status has helped me get on more stages. And in, and even if the people booking the talk didn't know about the bestseller status, although they always do, cause I make sure they do. It also helps your audience pay more attention. Yes. If, if somebody in your introduction says, Hey, uh, this gentleman's coming up to tell you how to increase your sales. His name's Jeremy. Take it away. People are going to go, who's this guy? Yeah. But if, if the, you come up and say, look, best-selling author, award-winning speaker, uh, and you know has helped people from Santa Monica, Santa Monica to Singapore double their sales in as little as a few weeks, suddenly people pay attention. People are listening, yes. And so, and it's, and it could be the same message. Like if, if Bill Gates steps on a stage and you don't know who he is, his message lands a whole lot different right. than if you hear his introduction. Right, right. right. So, so this stuff, it just, it, it does. Speaking is the gift that keeps on giving, no matter whether it's a physical stage or a virtual stage. Um, anyone that's ever interviewed me on a podcast reads my intro. And every single time there's either best-selling author or international best-selling author or number one best-selling author, because I technically fall into all three of those categories. Um, it gets read every single time. It's best-selling author, award-winning speaker. Thank you, Lorian. And 
founder of Permission to Sell Consulting Group. Like that's how the intro goes. And that, and, and that's in the intro, but yeah. it's also inside your speech too. Exactly. You know, for the people who weren't paying attention to the intro, because there are some people, you know, and I have like a system, you know, um, a format, a structure for speeches so that it does draw people in and it gives them a reason to keep listening. And then you share like your brilliance, you know, and then close, you know, and I also taught you how to do that like, you know, like selling by planting little seeds, especially for those places that say, no, you can't pitch. Right. Yeah. Like I got a way around that. <laughs> oh man. And actually in, in that $15,000 sale, it was from a place where I really couldn't pitch. Mm-hmm. So I used, you know, one of your strategies and there was a follow-up conversation, but I mean, ultimately he ended up texting for a free, for free download. There you go. Yeah, there's there's always a way to to do that. And I can also say from knowing you for as long as I've known you, that you are so much more confident. Um, Like you just show up differently. And like, we're just recording this, just the two of us right now, knowing that this is going to go on YouTube and also the audio is going to go into the podcast, but you, you do, you show up with this, um, this amazing amount of confidence. You are it's it's easy for you now. It's like it's it's in your DNA now. It really is. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm set up now. Like I've got the microphone. It lives here, right? I, it's and I think there's a there's a difference in mindset as well. If you're going, you know, how do I get ready to give this talk versus being always on? And, and you know, you're not always on. But if somebody says, "Hey, can I interview you?" Great. My big transition is let's go make sure I got a colored shirt on. Right. Everything else is here. <laughs> right. And I just, I'm in my same spot, same place. This is exactly where I sit. Every Zoom meeting I have, the same hardware, everything. Um, and the only thing that might change, depending on the audience, I might raise my stand-up desk up and I might stand, yeah. depending on what's going on. But for the most part, I'm on and ready to go. And it makes it so there's there's less room for variables. Right. right. But, but but to the confidence side, you're right. Like it's, I would have said yes before, but I would have been terrified. Yeah. And now and- I, I, I actually, I mean, still when I'm in person, transparently, when I'm in person stepping on a stage, there's, I still get the butterflies. I just try to get them flying in formation, you know, <laughs> uh, but podcasts, nada. I'm just like, yeah. it's happening, you know? And and it's the same process. It's the same, you know, you still have the message. You still want some kind of call to action. If you can't pitch, you want to bring them into your audience so that you can have some kind of follow-up. Same formula. Yeah, and, it is. And it just creates such a long-term opportunity for, for lifetime value of a client. Yeah, there's and there's so many places that we end up using these communication and speaking skills. It's not just for stages or just for podcasts. You know, it can be just one on one, you know, with, you know, like a client, like when you're trying to sell somebody, um, a sales presentation is what I'm trying to say. Like, even during a sales presentation, you know, (laughs) right. Even in person, not to over pitch my companies, but um, for most of you probably don't know, um, I'm also co owner of a a beard or like a a grooming good company. Um, so beard bomb, beard wash, things like that. And last month, well, technically November, we started doing these trade shows because it's the holidays. Let's go get some people to have our eye on our product because it's a new product. 
And we had to figure out on the fly, how do we grab someone's attention when they don't know us? How do we take a setup that probably was a $200 setup and make it compete with people that have multi-thousand dollar setups? And it was all in the presentation. How do we capture their attention? How do we build the authority? How do we intrigue them? And for this, we made people laugh. Excuse me, dear, do you have a man in your life with a beard? No, would you like one? We can trip one for you when he's going by, you know? Just keep them <laughs> laughing. We had yeah. people come by and said, you know, I'll buy one because the price of your bomb is worth the price of admission for this show. And, like, you know, that's, that's such a great opening for, um, you know, in the speaking world, we say the more they laugh, the more money you make. And you just like, that was a great, that story was a great example of exactly that. Yeah. And in, in the month that we did, we did four weeks of trade shows and in the month we doubled the amount of sales we had made in the previous, like a previous lifetime of this company. Wow. That's impressive. So, and I, and I just, I just became part of it back in February, but it's just, it, we did it. We were able to do a volume that had not been done before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you know, a launching pad. So now I've got a whole other business that's launching because of speaking. And now I'm going to create an entirely other talk for this other space, all about beards and grooming your beard and the YouTube videos and the blog content and the whole thing. And so when people interview me, I have an opportunity to go out and be on other people's platforms, use OPA, other people's audiences Mm -hmm. to get get traction to sell my product. Yeah. So it's, it's working for me in at least two businesses. So far. Yeah. And, and when you're saying the same thing over and over again, one, you get really good at it. We've already discussed that, but also you can, you can give that presentation on the fly. Yeah. So I know that if somebody called you or sent you an email this morning and said, Hey, I have an opening in my like YouTube live show, like today at this afternoon at 3 PM, you know, can you speak? Can you, can you be there? Like, when you have that presentation, you can say yes, mm-hmm. because you already know exactly what you're going to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that three steps to avoid getting ghosted. That's my back pocket presentation for everything right now. So. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. So Jeremy, can you just share with uh, my audience uh, just where they can learn a little bit more about you, your book, the product, the beer bomb. Oh yeah. We got- <laughs> you might as well just like get it all in. Wait, not right. Here's the Jeremy show. No. Um, so you can learn more about me at permission to sell.com. You can check out my podcast and hear me on stage every single week at salesteamrescue.com. Um, and you'll get at least two episodes. I think you've been on, on my show, maybe three. I can't remember. Okay. Well, we're but gonna- I totally forgot to mention that you had a podcast earlier. <laughs> right. Yeah. That too. Yeah. And I'm using my own audience too. Um, and you, if you want to learn about beard bomb, kingzonereserve.com, check it out. Um, is that it? That's basically it. Everything. Just search, search my name. I show up all over the place. The first two pages of Google are actually me. We'll, so. we'll have all that information down in the show notes. Um, and if you're watching this on YouTube, you can find that down in, in the information as well, along with, uh, we'll get you some information, how to get on the wait list for his up and coming book. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we'll do that too. Book is on route. I, sh- I should actually, yeah, I got to get that li- wait list built out because yeah. I-, I just made the emotional commitment today that we're going to get the book. Done, so. Yes. That's awesome. Awesome. I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Lorian. Thanks for hanging out with me. 
Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And join me over in my private Facebook group for more tips, community, and free trainings. You'll find the link in the show notes. You can also help this podcast reach more listeners by leaving a review. And as a thank you, each month I pick one of my reviewers to win a free coaching call with me. So if you haven't done so already, please leave a review and you could be the next winner.